We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Guidance is internal. Ignition sequence starts. Five, four, three, two, one, zero. All engine running. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. Permission to board, please. Permission to come aboard. Permission to board. Permission to board. Do I have some permission to board that sweet mothership? This is the Permission Granted Podcast. Here's DA. Welcome inside the PGP, the Permission Granted Podcast, the show about the show, the show within the show. This is the podcast about the radio show, which you can get multiple places. The Permission Granted Podcast, it's on the DA Show podcast feed. It's also on its own Permission Granted Podcast feed and available inside the free Odyssey app. So listen to the show live and the podcast of the show included the PGP. Pat Boyle joins me here for side A, a rare happy appearance by Pat because Mraz has been out the last two days. We pushed off taping this until we saw whether he was going to be back on Thursday. He was not. Danielle came home sick two days ago. Then the girls got sick. So he's taking care of the girls and the wife, and that must be a disaster over there because once you leave Mraz in charge of the household, all hell breaks (laughs) loose. So Pat's been with us the last couple of days, which has been great. And uh, your schedule has been outrageous. Take us through how much you've worked here at the station this week. So Tuesday, it wasn't crazy Sunday, Monday. I was actually off Sunday, totally. Monday, I had my you know regular 9 to 5 sales job that I do when I'm not here. But then Tuesday, I was running the board for Maggie and Perloff. So that's an 11 a.m. to 7 p.m. shift. Uh, that got done, and I assumed I was going to be back the next day to, to do that shift. I was on the schedule for Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. And then, so Tuesday night, I, I go to sleep, and it, it was fate. Uh, you know, I n- almost never wake up in the middle of the night to go to the bathroom, and I happened to wake up at 4.45, and in the last six hours, I think Sean had texted Pete around 10, saying he had to be off tomorrow, he had to take out, Pete didn't see that until 2, because he fell asleep and he woke up in the middle of the night. Pete fired off a 2 a.m. text to me. I was asleep, woke up in the middle of the night by miracle, Woke saw that at 4.45, and I was, you know, I see Pete Pilate text message with blurry eyes, and I'm like, oh, this can't be good. And at that point, you know, I could have easily just said, I don't know, I didn't see this, and go back to sleep. But the fact that I was up in the middle of the night, you know, woke me up a little bit. I kind of just sat there on my bed for five minutes, and I was like, and you know what, screw it, might as well. And also, the night before, I had already had, you know, I had already had that Maggie and Perloff shift changed to fill in for Rich Ackerman to do updates, which is essentially the same time. So I knew I was going to be back here at the station around, you know, 11 or noon. And, um, you know, Pete says, any chance in the world you can fill in for Sean. So I was like, all right, I'll do that. I'm going to be here anyway today. And, you know, like I said, I just sat on my bed. I couldn't fall back asleep. So I came in, did that. Did the update shift, and that was Wednesday. Here we are on Thursday, back in Sean's chair, producing for you guys today. Monday night, you wrap up Megan Perloff at what time? 
Tuesday night, I was done at 7. 7 o'clock at night. You get home for dinner time. You go to bed. You wake up. 4.45, you get this text. Okay, I was just at the station last night until 7, but now I'm going back for 6 a.m. You're back in the studio Wednesday morning, 6 a.m. Correct. You then have your your update shift going until? 8.30. 8.30, which is a late one. So you're at the studio between 6 a.m. and 8.30 p.m. Then you turn around and come back today for a 6 a.m. DA show. So really the only times you have not been living at the studio was for like seven hours at home the last two nights. Yeah, and my sister just had her fourth child, and she got home from the hospital Wednesday night around 6 p.m. I finished that update shift around 8.30. I was like, I want to see the... You know, I want to see the kid. They named the middle middle names Patrick. Wow. Yeah. After so, you? Yeah. yeah my wow. namesake. I got a I got a kid with my namesake but in it's the middle. Your fourth. So you didn't get the one of the first three. Oh kids. yeah, but yeah, I have an older <laughs> brother, and my brother-in-law has three brothers. So and the and the two dads. So they went dad dad middle name for the first, other dad middle name for the second. My brother's Michael, and and one of my brother-in-law's brothers is also Michael. So they went Michael for the third. So I got the fourth. So outside okay. of the dad. <clears throat> Excuse me. Outside of the dads, I got the second. So I went home. I went to her house. She lives like 45 minutes away from the city. Got to her house around 930. Stayed there for like 20 minutes. Drove back to my apartment in Hoboken. Wow, that's quick. Quick turnaround. Yeah. Well, I mean, look, this is what hard hat guys do, Pat. Yeah, I mean, you and you would know you would know better than anybody. Yeah. Blue collared, hard hat guys. <laughs> we show up, we put the time in when when we're needed. When somebody throws out the bat right. signal. If you're needed, we answer. You got you got to be available, which has led to a lot of really funny conversations of the show the last three mornings that you've been working with us. It's been a really funny week, or last two days, or three. Uh, yeah, Wednesday and Thursday. Wednesday and Thursday it has felt like you've been it around longer like than longer. that, which is which is a good thing. That's a compliment. One of the things is that happened. <laughs> how did we get on? Oh. So you know the story of Hurricane Jen. She has called in for many years. She's, you know, she's a little out there. We call her Hurricane Jen because she blows in real angry or crazy. She then blows out, and you're kind of like, whoa, what just happened? She's <laughs> ranting, raving, crying, laughing, all that. A lot of emotions with one of her calls. She doesn't really call that much anymore, but she is on the YouTube chat constantly, and she wanted to make sure that Bogish knew that if he missed Dave Matthews in Cancun, which is where Caserta is this week, and this is where he has gone the last couple of years, you can go up to Saratoga. She lives near Albany, New York, which is about two and a half, three hours north of New York City. That's right near Saratoga, which is where the famous horse racing place is where I go, and there's a great concert area there and she said hey Dave is playing in, in my neck of the woods and I think she wanted to invite you and Bogish uh, to stay in her farm um, or stay in the back couch or something like that and uh, go to the concert and you had mentioned that there's a college up there named Skidmore College correct but very good the, school but on the air you said I was looking at Skidmark College yeah and I was surprised Pete dumped it he did dump it I mean it's classic Pete I'm not surprised and he, he gave us the explanation, you know, just I'm playing precautionary, and we want we want to just take the precautions. <laughs> Skidmark can't say Skidmark. Come on, because then I followed it up. We were we were riffing about it. I didn't know that was dumped, and then I said Skidmark College, and he kept that one in. And then he said, "Well, you know, it was different how you said it." And I thinking, I don't think it's that much different. No, no. If anything, you emphasized it more. <laughs> And I love that you said it about four times in the span of 10 seconds because then Pete can't dump it because right. you can only use three dumps. 
So I guess that's the thing, the rule of thumb from now on. If there's yes. anything that we question of Pete Dump, just keep saying it because he can't dump it unlimited times. So if you were listening to the show today and didn't understand what we were riffing about at the end of the show, that was it. And we'll play that right here, the uncut version, the undumped version of Skidmark College. Hurricane Jen also mentions that Goo Goo Dolls is playing up in Saratoga, which is about two and a half hours from here, maybe three hours from here. But uh, it's a beautiful spot. Oh, it's you know that well. Yeah, that's where I go to watch horse racing every summer. And there's got a, just an awesome, beautiful concert area, outdoor I'm, concerts. I almost went to Skidmore College. <laughs> that's Skidmore. Skidmore. I know. <laughs> that's what I called it, though. <laughs> Later, losers. <laughs> <laughs> Won't catch me on the campus of Skidmore College. <laughs> Dweebs. Yeah, were, you, were you throwing baseballs at them on your way off campus? <laughs> no, but I just, how, how immature of a joke was that? Peace out, dork. <laughs> uh, your mom going to pick you up from Skidmore College? <laughs> <laughs> so that was a really funny moment. And uh, another funny moment was, was talking about your two-person, multi-person activities? Yes. We call that multi-person Multiplayer activity. activities. Multiplayer. <laughs> Multiplayer activities, which does sound like it would be involving three people in a nighttime situation, but instead <laughs> you really only meant it as a two-person situation. Yes, because it, it that derived from the celibate when Bogish, you know, we were trying to find a way to say, how can I, can I still, you know, do things with myself, just by myself. And and Bogus said, yeah, can you could still do solo player, but right. no multiplayer activities. <laughs> right, right, So that's right, where right. that came from. So, yeah, right. start, instead of saying sex, it's now multiplayer activities. So you did send us a couple of screenshots of text messages from ladies that you've hung out with when they heard about the celibate. One was very unhappy that you put her at risk of having a dry 30 days. The other one was upset because she figured from the way that you discussed it, there was more than one partner over those 30 days that you would be sacrificing. So where do we stand on those two after you won the celibate? So the one, she is very much still in play. She listens to the show a lot, keeps up with like, you know, shows a, a ton of love on, on social media, on Twitter. Always very happy of uh, anything I'm doing work-wise. So she's... <laughs> probably the closest thing to a relationship but so this is the one with the sushi yes okay yeah yeah and um she was you know she she texted me on sunday she goes just so you know i hope the chiefs lose she wanted me to lose the bet <laughs> so and she had I, flipped yeah and i was and i was like why why would you do that she goes oh, i just kind of want to see you frustrated and angry for 30 days and, and i'm going to tease the you know bleep out of you oh my. and i said you're a real piece of work you know that oh wow and the other one i think she at first, she was like, oh, why should I have to suffer for your bad sports picks? And then I feel like somebody that had, and, and I made the mistake of posting one of the clips to Instagram on an Instagram story. <laughs> and I'm guessing either she came up with the conclusion herself or one of her friends alerted her like, hey, like, you know, you, you realize what's going on here, right? Like, if you think you're the only one in the picture, you're not. And uh, I, I've barely heard from her over the last two weeks. Oh, wow. But it was kind of good. It's kind of good because Valentine's Day has now was coming up. It has now passed. So I didn't want to send any mixed signals. So now Valentine's Day over, and here I come back in to swoop back in and try to save the day again. You did not have any plans on Valentine's Day. No. 
you purposefully avoid that? Correct. Correct. <laughs> yes, no, that is the one day I don't want any plans with any females because that's just the wrong signal to send. And if they suggest it, how do you say no? I would just kind of, you know, say, hey, look, just, you know, I'm still not looking for a relationship, so I don't want to send any bad signals. And, I mean, if you, you really think about it, DA, I'm a pretty good guy. I'm a great guy for not setting anything up on Valentine's <laughs> Day. I, I feel like I should be awarded for that. And these women who would be interested in having a real nice date on Valentine's Day are okay hearing, hey, I don't want to send you mixed signals. I'm not in it for any significant relationship. Yeah, yeah, wow, because for the most good. part, for the most part, I have we have at least scratched the surface or breached the topic of going, taking the next step, and I've made it clear that I I can't do it because of work. Well, yeah, because you could of work always and blame it on work. Right? And, yeah, because I'm a dirty person. <laughs> I'm a dirty, I'm a dirty boy, Di. Oh, no. Now we do have a listener that is very public about her affection for you. That's Marie in Denver. Have. Has she tweeted you this week while you've been on the show or reached out to you on social media? Yes. So Marie has replied to almost, has commented on almost every single one of my tweets and has sent a couple DMs, which I you know, I enjoy. Is, is she okay us talking about her being affectionate towards you? She has never said otherwise. Okay. So I'm going to assume that she's okay with it. Okay. But it's, it's, it's good. It's good. That's, <laughs> it's I'm, good. I'm glad. That's, that's kind you, of, that, that's my, that's my end goal. Is that when this show continues to get bigger and bigger, that there's more suitors, hopefully. I see. And Marie in Denver, I'm sure she's a sweetheart, but you know, I'm really I'm really aiming for the tippity top. <laughs> is that, so you're gonna ride the DA show to more dating opportunities. Yeah. Yeah. Any rational woman who's listening to this this guy sucks. <laughs> Although there, it's only about 10% of the audience, 10% of the female audience, but there's 10% of the female audience that is very intrigued by somebody such as yourself who is not willing to settle down and is very open about that because either A, they want the same thing, or B, they look at you as a challenge. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I feel like most people in sports radio, um, you know, it takes a while to to get to where you want to get to. So you're married. Mraz is married with kids. Bogus is married with kids. Bilotti's married with kids. Every single full-time person on the show is already taken. That's right. So the fact that I'm a part-timer, I can swoop in, I'm young, you know, looking for looking for fun, I, I think that, that piques a lot of people's interest. You had mentioned your usual nine to five is in sales. Yeah. Where in sales? Uh, home remodeling. Really? Yeah. So it's my job to set up appointments for people who need new windows, roofs, or siding. And you can work around your radio schedule. You're working so much doing sports. Yeah, so it's my my brother-in-law, who I previously mentioned, his brother um, owns the company. So they've got a very, very incredible agreement that I probably would never get anywhere else. Yeah, it's a family-type deal. Yeah, where he goes, hey, I know you're, I know you're busting your butt. And you're, you know, you got a career that you're, that you're searching for. So he goes, you know, I, I, I know you're motivated. So, you know, when it, days that you're not there... I not I expect, but I also know that you're going to be, you know, busting your butt on the on the phones. And so you'll cold call to see if people need 
remodeling. Well, it's, it, it used to be cold calling, and now they've they've expanded a, a lot in the last uh, two, three years. And now it's basically almost all paid leads. So people that are actively searching or filling out surveys for things they need with their house. So I think you draw this line of if people are wondering how to make it in radio, sports media, because they think that we have amazing jobs, which in many ways we do, there is the common line, which is you have to really outwork everybody. A lot of people think, well, or your dad has to be in the in the business. <laughs> There's only really two ways. Is that, I mean, think about all these days that you're just saying, yes, 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 I'll do that shift. I mean, you're doing updates, you're producing, you call play-by-play at night, during the days, afternoons or the weekends, et cetera. You're trying to get your hand at everything in this building and do play-by-play for LIU Brooklyn, right? And Rutgers Correct. stuff. Yeah. So you Plus have, is LIU. They've merged. Gotcha. So you have all of that. And then you're also, on the rare days that you're off, you're in a totally different industry trying to, you know, get sales when it comes to remodeling. You're you're kind of willing to do everything all the time. Yeah, well, it's that's that that's got to pay the bills to, you know, enable the dream to happen. If I didn't do that job, there's no way I can make, uh, you know, you know most people know the salary is for a part-time sports radio personality or somebody that's in broadcasting that doesn't work for a major network. It would never would never be possible. So right. I do that to continue to push the dream um and there's there's been plenty of times where i'm like you know what is it really worth it you know i i'm i feel like i'm a pretty smart enough guy that and i went to went to college had a finance degree that i could have tried to get a job at jp morgan or something like that and easily been making double what i make right now and be able to do what i want and not work the weekends but um i've always just been about you know, chasing chasing this dream, and I'm I'm not somebody that would ever be able to live with myself, be satisfied satisfied with myself, knowing if I gave up on that to do something that I ultimately wasn't passionate about. Um, and I think a lot of it's just fair fear of failure that has continued to push me forward into into doing this. Whereas a lot of people give up by the time they hit 25, by the time they hit 30. Well, you haven't even hit 30 yet. Yeah, I know. So I could still give up. <laughs> so there's still <laughs> time to give up. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. But I, I think it's real proof in the pudding of if you keep showing up and you keep working hard and you do have to have some talent that it, that cannot be ignored. Like you can't really be bad at the job and just keep showing up. But if you have some talent and you keep showing up, you're going to keep having doors open for you. Like you began here getting, I mean, very sporadic shifts on the fan local side. And then you said yes to doing this, yes to doing that, yes to the network, yes to board hopping, yes to producing, yes to updates, yes to hosting. And by virtue of that, they'll call you for anything around here. I mean, constantly you get called to work. And I'm sure you have to turn down sometimes because it's overlapping with the games that you want to call and things like that. So saying yes has been your big thing. And then you, you haven't been afraid to do anything. Host, I'll do it. Updates, I'll do it. Play-by-play, play, I'll do it. And not everybody has all those skill sets. So I think that's a compliment to you that has there ever been anything that you're like, ooh, I don't want to try to do that. I might not be good at it in broadcasting. No, no. I, I, I feel like I, I've always, I'll always try something. And even if I'm bad at it, you know, I'll critique the hell out of myself. But also I'll ask for, I'll ask for help. And I'll reach out and I'll say, hey, like, can you take a listen to this and see how it sounded and 
be bluntly honest. Tell me where, you know, how I need to get better. So I, I think that's, and there's a lot of people in this building that are very open to doing that. So <laughs> yeah, everyone enjoys ripping you, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> trashing whatever's on the air. I'll never forget the uh, Geo, Greg Giannotti. The one time I sent him something, he goes, yeah, don't do that. Really? Yeah. He just said, no, nah, that's not going to work. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty funny. But it's good because then yeah, if you have people that aren't, that aren't honest, you're like, oh, yeah, that's, that's good. That's good. Keep, keep doing that. And then, then you never really get better. It's why you have to have passion in this business because the passion fuels you through all the crappy things. You don't make a lot of money. Your hours suck. You probably have to work another job. You have to say yes to things you might not be good at. But if you don't have the hunger, you'd be very easily dissuaded from doing anything, which is, I think, it's where a lot of people might think, oh, it's such a glamorous job. But unless you, like you, like there's a dream, there's a desire, and there's a work ethic that you're w willing to put in, that's the equation. And then, of course, you do have to be good at it. But you can work to get good at it. The first thing is you have to get through the crap, which is it's hard to get the job, it's hard to get shifts. You get told no a lot, and there ain't no money in it. Yeah, and I'm and I know I'm not the first person that has done you know that has worked side three, four, five side jobs. I'm sure you did. I'm sure everybody in this building did it. But I'm also sure that there's people that have done all that stuff, and then they're you know they're forty. They still don't have they they don't have a show. They don't have a, they don't they're not full time. Um, and you kind of just question, wow, where did the last 20 years of my life go. Um, and if that is the case, if I never reach, you know, my goals of where I want to be, um, you know, at the end of the day, at least I know that I, I gave it a hell of an effort and I, I chased a dream. So that's, you know, like I said, some people give up by their 30. Um, <laughs> I don't plan on giving up yet. There you go. Yeah. You got to kind of max out so that you have no regrets on the back end because you could always fall back into doing, I mean, if you're brother-in-law's brother, which would also be your brother-in-law? I used to be my in-law at that point. Okay. If he has this company, you could always fall back on that. Yeah, yeah, and that, that is that is a decent fallback job. I would, I would just do that five days a week, but there would be times where, you know, I'd be one of those people that say, wow, this sucks. Because I'm sure there's millions of people that have to, like, that can't, that don't have the luxury. Totally. I'm, I'm pretty fortunate that for the most part, I have a I have a great family that that supports me. I know a lot of people don't have that, so that they they're forced they or they feel like they're forced into settling for a job where they can pay for bills, they can pay for a house or you know a family, and it's not what they want. That kind of stinks. Yeah, and that's part of the equation too. Is if you were trying to jump into the industry and do something, if you have a wife and kids and you can't miss a mortgage payment or you can't not afford diapers this week. Or this month like that's not an option you're kind of screwed right there which is why you kind of have to make the decision really early in your life when you don't have those commitments i mean i remember somebody saying to me i don't know if it's a program director or something like make these decisions now before you have kids because once you have kids you have to make different decisions yeah yeah <clears throat> i think it might have been when i was weighing moving for a job or traveling somewhere for a job interview or something do all these things now before you you are responsible for supporting other people and then once that happens like you you don't have the same freedom to to make decisions yeah and there's and there i'm a huge believer in in imprinting which is what our parents do to us leading by example if you will and then learning through osmosis through you know how you guys lead by example here and 
you know, I'm I'm very lucky that my parents, the the, the any every quality that I believe that I have positive is because of them. And then watching guys like Mraz, as much as we like to poke fun of him, produces, he hosts on the fan, he does the Giants podcast, he's on BetQL. You've got the show five days a week. You do Sunday morning football. You're on every Saturday on the fan now. Bogus is doing play-by-play along with the update. So, I mean, you guys have, you know, it's one thing if I'm like, oh, yeah, like I'm forging this path. You guys all do this on a daily basis. So seeing the examples you guys have set reaffirms that belief like, yeah, hey, this is this is possible. It's possible, and that's and that is the path. I, I always tell young people, just keep saying yes. I think that there might be an element in the next generation where you wait for things that you really want. You can be selective. And look, it's a job market in a lot of industries where you can be selective. I want to work at home. I don't like those hours. I want more pay. You have more options. But I'm just, I don't know. I, I don't think that's the best way to go about it because if you stop saying yes, you close off your own doors and you have to keep walking through doors to see where you fit in. To, to have people notice you, to get more experience. You have to keep saying yes. And so all those things that you mentioned, it's just, I think, a lot of us getting opportunities and saying, yeah, I'll do it. Yes, I'll do that. Yes, I'll, I'll figure out a way to make it work, which isn't always easy, but you kind of have to keep doing it. And I, I, think, I think it's probably true in a lot of places in life. If you keep shutting yourself off by saying, no, nah, I'm not going to do it. No, I don't want to do that. You shut yourself off from a lot of growth and a lot of potential experiences that could be awesome. You just don't know. Like, I never even knew I wanted to do sports talk. Everybody thinks about Mike and the Mad Dog back in the 80s and 90s here in, in New York as like the end-all, be-all. I did listen to them growing up, but I didn't want to be them. That was not interesting to me. Not because I didn't respect them. They were the biggest thing in radio. There's a 30 for 30 about them. But I didn't want to argue with people, and I didn't want to be a know-it-all. And I didn't want to pontificate just from a throne. And I felt like what they did, which was their bit, was nothing that I wanted to do. So I was like, well, that's not my path. But then I kept saying yes, yes, yes to everything in my career. And suddenly I found myself on the air hosting a radio show being like, oh, wait a second. It doesn't have to be like they did it. Yeah, It's just about how I want to do it. And this is actually the perfect fit. But if I didn't say yes to everything, who knows? Yeah. So, And a lot of people who listen to your show, people that work here... Uh, friends that I know that have become fans of the show, you know, you've you've got your own, you've forged your own path. Because a lot of people see Mike and the Mad Dog and see First Take and see Skip and Shannon and say, I need to be, that's what I need to do in order to make sure. it in that's this business. Success. And that's not true. And it's not true. And your show is, is very special. I think that's why so many people are drawn to it. That's why I, I always say you have a cult following. So it makes it so fun to work on. Um, but, and then to finish your point, just keep saying yes. I mean, and you, you, you have a family. Bogues has family, has a family and kids. Moraz has a family and kids. I'm just, I'm a single guy that's a man whore, <laughs> likes hooking up with chicks and talking sports. So I, I appreciate all the, you know, all the, the love you guys have given me this week, but I, you know, I don't think I deserve any flowers at my feet. You guys have a lot more, uh, you know, pressure and responsibilities in your life than I do. How about yesterday's show where we actually did the Schwartz super bingo. Oh, the draft phenomenal. I think was great. I really enjoyed the draft and then breaking down the draft busted draft picks. The fact that diet Coke wasn't shown. <laughs> I mean, the number one <laughs> overall pick by Bogish was a bust. I don't know if playing bingo though 
was as compelling as I thought it might be. It was it was a bit anticlimactic. The lead up, everything was great. We were so excited, and then it's like, okay, like the the anticipation of Schwartz putting out that spread was the best. Yes, drafting our picks on what was that Thursday or Friday? Yeah. That was the best part because he hadn't put out the spread. There's all the anticipation. Schwartz puts out the spread. Then you draft that you make the boards and then we play bingo and it's like, all right. I mean, you know, there was nothing really building up to that after it. And the fact that, you know, I thought it was great for the stream people that watch on watch DA or Twitch or YouTube, they were able to see it. Uh, but like the delay from Kaplan's, you know, Andrew Kaplan's laptop to us seeing it. And then plus like, okay, Mac and cheese. We've already seen how gross it looks. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, so yeah, it was anti. I still thought it was a, a phenomenal bit, though. I think if we do it again next year, the draft has to happen, and then the drama is the spread itself. But I don't know if you play bingo again. It is much more of a visual thing. Maybe you have cards that we allow our listeners to print out, and they can play along with us by watching. But it's really not a radio bit, because if you're just listening in your car and hearing us scratch off baked beans or you know M&Ms it's Mud just pork. it's just not it's not as compelling so i if you were listening on the radio i do like to pride myself on we try a lot of stuff and not all of it works you don't get to everything that works without trying some stuff that doesn't work i think we were probably 70% there on a just knock it out of the park bit and then the last thirty percent was like, ah, there's a better way to do this. Yeah, yeah, and and I think you, you, you guys, you, Sean, Bogues, Pete, you guys will figure what that out, figure out what that is next year. It was funny to have Caserta just like zoom in on the call for bingo and say like six words. There was like <laughs> he didn't win. Okay, see you, Greg. Maybe the prize also has to be bigger. We didn't even really have a prize. I'm still working on the prize for you since you won, but maybe. If you knew it was on the table, like let's just say it was a hundred dollar gift card, yeah, maybe that would up the ante a little bit. Yeah, yeah, and I, I'm, there's definitely other competitive games that I think we can play. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it's just spitballing here. Maybe we draft what that person has to eat. Maybe Schwartz <laughs> makes it for us. I don't know. If Schwartz <laughs> would go that far. But I know the other idea you had workshopped. I'd be okay with. I'm not sure. The other end of the workshopped idea would be okay with it. <laughs> yeah. Maybe we play Schwartz Super Bingo at Bob's Bar, and everybody in attendance can play. Yeah, that's... We hand out bingo cards. I like that idea. I think that's a good idea. But then again, then then you're what? You're holding it off for three months? Yeah, right. Unless we did a Bob's Bar trip in February. <laughs> yeah, a little cold. All right, well, that's going to do it. Side A is wrapped up, but you and Bogues on side B? Correct. Okay. Pat Boyle's on social media, at Pat Boyle 44, right? That is correct. What's the 44 for? Uh, that was my number in baseball, which was my dad's number, and he chose it because of Hank Aaron. Really? Yeah. Oh, wow. Big 44 guy. Mm. Reggie Jackson also 44, right? Yep. Don't know if Reggie was 44 because of Hank Aaron, maybe. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, my dad, and I know my dad was 44 because of Hank. Wow. That's pretty cool. At Pat Boyle 44 and all of your social media channels as you can check out what Marie in Denver is saying to Pat. <laughs> That's side A, here's side B. 
This is We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Time where Sean yodels or something to welcome you into side B of the PGP, but Shawnee's been MIA this week, so it's bogus and it's boil with you. After an extended chat, as always, on side A with DA, what's going on, man? What's up, Bogey man? How we doing? Yeah, it feels out of place without the how did yeah, who are you doing? Um, <laughs> we're doing this on Thursday morning. It feels like you've been here nonstop for the last thirty six hours. Uh, you are young, you're sturdy, you're in shape, but even the sturdiest of men might crumble under the physical crucible of being here for this long consecutive hours. Are you doing okay? I am okay. My my mental side, I don't want to say my mental health. Mm. I don't want to, you know, there's folks out there that actually have, that struggle with mental health. I, I, I don't typically. Um, but there's times where, you know, I'll run myself into the ground doing stuff like this, 18 hours, you know, being awake for 23 hours. And the next day, yeah, you feel a little weird. But, no, I'm okay. I'm actually, you blew my nips off by going physical crucible to start yeah. with side B. Well, if I'm anything, I'm a nip blower offer, so I'm happy to <laughs> happy to be here for you. No, I'm fine. I'm fine. You know, and you mentioned it. Uh, I'm young. So when you're when you're fresh, young in the business and you're looking to, to move up, you've got to do those back-to-backs. You've got to take these shifts. I mean, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be in this business if I... If I couldn't handle that, so yeah, when you when you've made it ten, fifteen, twenty, twenty five years, hopefully you've made it to the point where you don't have to do that. I have to do that in order to continue to move up. So if I couldn't, uh, then that would be a problem. So I, I I I appreciate all the love I've gotten, but I don't want people like throwing flowers no, at no. me because I, I don't think it's necessary. But it is it's it's a weird lesson to learn when you're starting. Um, and I've had this conversation with wayward young people in this industry who have asked me for advice um it is you can say no it feels like you shouldn't uh, and you don't want to for the long time but like you know when Bilotti reaches out at 11 p.m because sean's in the crapper and he can't come to work it's okay to say no every once in a while just to keep yourself in good well-being but you'll be fine for now yeah yeah again, and you don't want to I mean, piss off Bilotti. No. <laughs> there will come a time um you know where i feel like at that point, not not to sound pompous, but I feel like there will be a there will come a point where I feel like I've earned status to not have to yes work shifts like this. Um, but for now, you know what I said it was fate because I never wake up in the middle of the night to go to the bathroom, and I happened to do that at four forty five. And I guess Sean had texted Bilotti around ten thirty. Yeah, didn't, and Pete was asleep. He woke up in the middle of the night. He saw it around two a.m. Fired off a two a.m. text to me. I didn't see that 2 a.m. text until 4.45. So there was a six-hour gap between Sean relaying it to getting to me. And when I woke up to go to the bathroom, I was bright, you know, the opposite of bright-eyed and bushy-tailed. I was very blurry-eyed and tired. And I see Pete Bellotti text message. I said, there, this can't be good. And I see any chance in the world you can come in. And I peed, and I, and I honestly sat back in bed, and I sat there for five minutes. And I said, you know what? Who, no one's going to know if I, if I pretend that I never saw this. 
And I sat there for five minutes on my bed, and I couldn't go back to sleep. <laughs> so I said, at that point, <laughs> you know what? It. I'll do it. But see, so here lies what I think needs to be kind of dissected when everybody's back together, which is not next week because I think both me and DA are off next week. But the the chain of events on Tuesday night, or was it Monday night? Either it was, way. It was Tuesday night. Going into Wednesday, where Sean texts and says, Danielle's been really sick since 7 o'clock, but he didn't text until 10-something. So it took him three hours to decide that he couldn't come into work. And at that point, I don't think he assumes he was going to be replaced, but it still is late to put any ball in motion here. Then we get to the Bilotti role in this, and as much as Pete loves to be boss and in charge, bosses don't turn their phones off, but Bilotti does. There are times where he walks in at 5, 5.30, and he doesn't know what has happened since like 9 o'clock the night before okay. because the alerts are off, the phone's muted, I'm not checking email, I'm off the clock. So then we've got so Sean's delay, then Bilotti doesn't see it, not alerted, doesn't get woken up by the text, but then has the, the gall, I would say, at 2 a.m., to ask for help because he doesn't want to <laughs> cut an epic fail on the fly. Yeah. And then you respond. You see the bat signal. You come running in. And when you come running in, you guys didn't see this, but I, there was a moment of confusion for one Billy Jock alone because he was here. Yeah, Billy. And he could have just done the odds and ends that Pete didn't want to do or couldn't do. So we had Sean maybe not being as quick as he needed to do to pull the plug on coming in. Bilotti doesn't see the text or hear the text right away. Then he's got to have help. Can't be solo. So he asks for anybody. You show up. And maybe in the end, Billy Jacqueline has his heart broken because nobody asked him to, to fill in. It's a very complicated, layered story. It is. It is. And I didn't even think about Billy. I just assumed that when I see in and Billy gives me the, you know, the, the three head nod, the, yeah. the aggressive head nod with the, you know, this, barely takes his headphone off his ear because I feel like he doesn't want to be bothered. Uh, you know, and I was happy to help. I was happy to help out, and I'm glad everything went well, and uh, on we go. So here we are now. Uh, it's no longer breaking news, but you have avoided a month of celibacy, which a month of celibacy would be easy for most of us around here. It would have been an effort for you and the multiple ladies involved in the uh, the Boyle <laughs> universe, like the Marvel comic universe. Um, were any of the ladies celebrating Sunday night when they realized they were not going to lose access to you? So, the one gave me crap about it. Okay. And she she was being spiteful because, again, she, I I think through this, realized she's not the only, only one. one. But she stuck around after that realization? Yes. Okay. Yes. Well, I mean, again, and we had never, like, I've explained that, hey, like, I'm, you know, I, not, I, I haven't said, like, I'm seeing other people or I'm messing around, but I was like, you know, I just, I'm, I can't be in a relationship, so, like, let's just have fun or whatever. Yeah. But. You know, that's obviously never fun for anybody, I feel like, to find out. So when she did, you know, and then when Sunday night came, she goes, she goes, well, I kind of hope the Chiefs lose this game. And I was like, why? She goes, I don't know, just for you to have to do this for a whole month and to see how <laughs> frustrated it's going to make you. And I said, you're, you're, real, yeah. you're a real piece of work. The other one, I think a friend... Or somebody kind of alerted her because I posted it on Instagram. Right. On Instagram when the story. bet first happened. Yeah. Right. And I think she, at first she was like, oh, I shouldn't have to be punished because of your bad sports picks. Yeah. And I think somebody in her circle kind of alerted, but like, hey, you realize like you're like, you look bad in this scenario, whether people know who you are or not. 
And uh, so I haven't talked to her really much in the last week and a half. Okay. So I'm gonna, but now that Valentine's Day is over, I wanted to make sure there was no mixed signals being sent. Now I'm gonna try to work that avenue again. And then uh, there's two others that have like no idea that this show exists. So there were there are four in play, and only one of them at the moment has dropped out of contention because of the bet in the first place. But she might. You're gonna circle back. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna circle back. Injury See, injury pops up. You know, you need to you need you need more minutes out of others. See, this is one of the reasons why, like I've I I couldn't have ever and never did anything like this because. I would have never thought of the Valentine's Day connection where you couldn't just randomly check in no. too close to Valentine's Day because then you're all now you're inserting yourself into the Valentine Valentine's conversation exactly and you don't need that no don't want that don't need that I mean am I See? a bad person folks no you're not as long as you're open the bad part would be making them all think that they were your girlfriend that okay. would be the bad part but if you're just being you and not expecting anything out of them as well then. Everybody has, you're all adults, right? Okay. I got right? You're all adults? I, yes. That was the other, okay, so there's two things. <laughs> As opposed to what? Um, so last but not least, when we're done here, you're not taking a nap. You're going to go do a women's basketball game, and you've, you're going to think about possibly throwing in something from the show? Yeah, Super Dave Friedman has motivated us. I think he's motivated you. Yeah. You have dropped to take a sip of that in a Fordham men's, but now, again, Fordham men's basketball is what twenty one and five now. Twenty one. It's they a, are on, they're on the verge of a top twenty five yes. team. They are a actual. They're on the bubble as a mid major dark horse, and you drop in on an ESPN Plus broadcast, which I figured Fordham's got a very very good um, you know alumni connection. They they're so, they're selling out the Rose Hill gym. I would assume you had at least a couple hundred people watching that broadcast that heard you drop that. <laughs> and you and you just right in stride, nothing. Right in stride. It was a shame that it ended up right in a turnover after that. And we've had people like people are are watching, um, and will text about thing or tweet about things that we've said on the air. And there's there's silence. People on the crew that can hear people watching twice now. No one has registered. Take a sip. So I don't know if it's if it works that well. If they're actually not paying that attention. If I'm not selling it well enough. But but no one's been like, what does that mean why did he say that um it wasn't even it didn't even make the team put out a, a highlight reel from last night with our broadcast underneath it and they cut the playoff before we get to take a sip of that so it yeah. didn't even make their highlight reel so he, so here's the thing i will try to do it with liu women's hoops yeah the highlights uh aren't as extensive because one they're they're not very good right and two it's a small kind of uh, athletic communications team. Sure, and and if we're being honest, like you had to, some of these things, you have to be careful with that. Some of them don't always work across both genders. Some things might be okay for a men's game, not a women's game, vice versa. So I think some of them, in particular, you couldn't throw at any women's game. Well, yeah. So I think if you're your blessing because you you've registered to take a sip of that, I think that's a good one. That's one that easily can be said on a broadcast, and not many people raise their eyebrows. Right. If I get a big three from the LIU Sharks, I will drop a take a sip of that. Yeah. And I'll also hit a crunching and munching if somebody hits a, you know, if one of the girls gets through the lane, a big body and one foul, I'll, I'll do a crunching and munching. Now. I'll forgive DA for being slow on the LIU name change because they used to be the Blackbirds. <laughs> yeah, he called them that on the show today. And they've actually merged two campuses into one big school, and now they're just LIU, not LIU Brooklyn anymore, and they're no longer the Blackbirds. They're the Sharks, 
And it made me think during the show, I don't think we have any ocean, nautical, fish-related lines that you could throw in off the sharks. Like, there's nothing... Off the top of my head, there was not an obvious connection that you could use in this podcast. I've, I've actually dropped before the sharks smelling blood in the water. Okay, that's a good one. Yeah, there's, I mean, there's that's a good source of puns and references, but there's not a show-specific one that you could use for a shark scene. Who are they playing today? Do you know? Well, you should know. Yeah. Who are they playing? You don't know. They're playing, no, it's Merrimack. They're playing because I know the men are playing Merrimack, Merrimack on Saturday, and our good buddy Greg Caserta usually does the men's, yeah. and he's on that trip. So yeah. I'm doing the men this Saturday okay. and next Saturday, and I'm doing the women tonight. It's either Stonehill or Merrimack, and I don't know either one of their names, their nicknames to uh... Merrimack or the Warriors. Okay, Stonehill. I just saw this year their men's team. I don't remember they've their just, name. They've just jumped up to Division yeah. One. Okay, that's enough. Um, <laughs> NEC, college basketball. Atlantic 10 doesn't register. NEC certainly does it. Um, Boyle, at some point, you need to go to bed by yourself for a little bit. You're always, just to reset. And you're always telling me that. You're always saying, Boyle, go home. Boyle, go to bed. Yeah, I mean, I'm, a, I'm an old man. Um, I get tired very easily. I'm concerned at times for your well-being. Someone's got to be in charge of you, um, look after <laughs> you, because, you know, you're, you've got career goals. You've got Bilotti breathing down your throat, so I'm going to be your advocate. Um, and I'm glad you've been here, but you do, you know, take a break when you need it. Well, I appreciate that, Bogues. And uh, just just trying to follow in those footsteps of guys like you and DA. And I would say Mraz, but that would kind of... Yeah, although sitting in Sean's chair on Thursday, you did make a skid mark joke, which I think Sean would have made as well. And that was fun. I was honestly, I, keep, I was cracking up about that right before we just jumped in here to do the PGP. And Pete dumped that. He dumped skid mark. Of all the things we say... <clears throat> And it sounds even better if you listen back to it. If you listen back to the right before the analytics and the fail in hour four, uh-huh. the podcast, right before that, that last break, you can tell it's dumped because it's slowed down yeah, and yeah. sounds like robotic. And DA doing the uh. dorks, go to Skidmore <laughs> College. <laughs> sounds even better, honestly. Uh, well, that's for next week's side B then if, if Bilotti is dumping that. But for now, uh, we're done. As Sean asks me, I'm going to ask you, where do I find you on Twitter? Uh, Pat Boyle, 44. All right, at Andrew Bogish. And as always, uh, thanks for listening to Side B, the PGP. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.